And I'm Lindsay. And this is episode 33 of Ningyo Bingo. Where you keep collecting dolls. But never seem to win the game. And never seem to episode release episodes on time. It's episode no come out. I sorry. It is what it is. <laughs> Times are what they are. And well, it's all good. <laughs> We're yeah. not making any living at this, so there's no one but ourselves to blame. Yeah, I mean, I think, in my defense, I think the last two episodes that we recorded, we recorded prior to COVID. We did, or then, at least on the cusp thereof. And then I released them during, like, April and May of COVID. So, so really, we're not as far behind as it feels today, the 500th or something day of March. September... We're like five episodes. That's five episodes as many. We're five episodes behind. That's all right. Oh no, I have forgotten one thing, but that's okay. What'd you forget? Well, I'm gonna ask you a question first. Okay. Did you get any COVID dolls? That's a weird way to put an adjective onto a thing because it implies so many different directions of potential meaning. A Short answer: No. <laughs> A, a lot of people uh, use their their checks and their time and as a stress release and to start a new project. A lot of people actually purchased new dolls. Um, during... That's understandable. You suddenly have a little bit more comfort cushion because you are not struggling as much to pay the bills. Yeah. For a brief shining period of time here in the U.S., yeah, I mean, it's hard for me to explain it, but, you know. Yeah, and I mean, like, a lot of people um, obviously lost income. Um, oh, significantly. But a lot of people that didn't have a lot of that or got a COVID check and they were still working anyway or... Um, a doll fog got completely skipped. Yeah, Dollpa got skipped. Um, also consider if you are working from home, you're no longer spending all that money on gas every day. In the long, the, the widest view, at least in our particular Mayu here in the U.S., more people have less money than people gained money. Yes. <laughs> Unfortunately. Unfortunately. But there, there is a lot of people that picked up a COVID doll or a COVID head or something, and I am, I am not without them. Um, I am, I am so among them. it was good and you weren't, is what I'm hearing. <laughs> so, with a lovely comment from Fairyland, they said, I, I didn't realize it was discontinued, but they reissued the Pookie Pookie. Um, I didn't realize it was discontinued either, to be fair. Yeah, they reissued Pong Pong and Pong Pong only with a statement that right now, in these times, we need more smiles. Basically. And this put a smile on Becca's face because Becca's wanted that particular faceplate for a while. <laughs> I mean, it's so very happy. It's one of the ones that my husband loves very dearly. So, And that is rare. He's not usually particularly, like, expresses... A, a delight of dollness. Yeah, in no, that but, but Pong Pong is just like unequivocally like smiley, happy, like happy to be alive. Pong Pong looks like happy he exists. His existence is happiness. Um, so I actually 
I ended up buying Pong Pong, and I ended up um, get having him factory face upped because Ooh, painting that small so is hard. You've tried this before. <laughs> yes, you've tried that scale. You have. You own a doll that scale. You that's why you got the face and not the body. You have the body. And yes, it's very difficult to work at that scale. And I forget, did I order it? I ordered it from a, a, a U.S. dealer. I can't remember if it was Denver. Oh, that's the best way to do it, because then they can yeah. really act as intermediary, and they're, like, on the line for it in a way that the company isn't. Yeah, I can't remember if it was Fabric Friends and Dolls or Denver Doll Appointment, but it enabled me to get, like, some third-party wigs and, like, one outfit with him, which was lovely. So he came, and he already had hair and things to wear and things, um, which was Man. lovely. Can you imagine the state of affairs compared to when we originally were getting into this hobby? Where you can just be like, I'm going to go to this dealer, and they're going to have multiple different brands available, and I can get a whole bunch of things all together and sent to my house in a very reliable manner. Well, the, all the beginning things were true, because remember, even Lutz initially was basically a dealer. Oh, that... that's right. Lutz was a dealer for Cerberus Project. Yeah, and they carried other dolls, many other dolls, um, including um, pull-ups. Um, yeah. Oh, yeah, they had pull-ups for a certain period of time because it was all it was all the same end of the hobby pool at different price points. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, um, I think they even, they might have even had Dolshi for a while. I, I Don't quote me on that, I, but. I have this vague recollection that matches your vague recollection, so our two vague recollections may be one true one, but I also cannot be cited on it. Yeah, I can't, I can't be cited remember. on this. I can't remember. But there's like a few places that were like that, and they were one of them. Um, Yeah, based in Korea. Um, So as the hobby got larger, certain people Mm -hmm. like cut out the middleman. So yeah. Yeah. Um, So that's exciting. I saw something else that was new. Yeah, you were posting around a, a larger doll, something in the the smart doll range question mark oh uh i will i will get to that actually in our first first topic yeah our first topic um so today is going to be a ningyo bingo bits uh so we're going to go this over this basically means that we don't have enough material to do in whole episodes so we're just going to bounce around there's a lot of little small subjects it can't be a whole episode and we're just going to talk about a r- bunch of random things well certainly certainly i mean we're at like 10 minutes already certainly i could talk about this at length um, but it's interesting to note, like, um, like, it's been four months, COVID happened, the state of the doll hobby is in flux, to say the least, so... It was already in flux to begin with, to be frank, so... Yes. This is, a interesting, uh, so the circumstances to put pressure on people who are already suffering quite a bit from the recasting model. So, so let me backtrack to the beginning of COVID uh, isolation and things, almost to the point where people weren't one hundred percent sure if they should be wearing masks or not. Um, so as this uh. happened, as this Whoa. happened, and as Japan was shutting down and shipping was getting weirder, and then uh, Danny Chu had to close his physical smart doll store to patrons, he realized he no longer had the outlet for his well outlet um so he was selling his um kind of off cast marred mist paint things on the side in person in japan because that way he could 
simply state, you saw it, you held it, you bought it. No uh, questions does, asked. That does um, bring to mind the other end of his business that was impacted, which is the factory. Yeah, so I think he had several slush casting factories, and he, he then went down to, like, one or something. I wouldn't know. I wasn't particularly on top of the smart doll pivot. Yeah, I mean, I think I heard or heard of something mentioned, um, but there was, there was, um, the vinyl, um, the vinyl output was greatly reduced. Um, of course- And it was never that high with Smart Doll to begin with. And in addition to the vinyl output being reduced, um, they are in the process right now of gaining more office space, but, like, with sales of the big, large dolls kind of- not going well the the whole shop kind of ended up being a shipping zone instead of a display zone and then as they started introducing more products you had to discontinue products and so this is all to say that going back so he started selling his outlet products online in order to still get money from them he but had... what about the shipping though because there was quite a only now in October is anything resembling normalization happening with airmail parcels from Japan, and that's still extremely restricted. So he actually stopped using um, the normal mail thing and only used EMS and one of the other DHL? ones. DHL? DHL, yeah. So he's only using that. And for a little while, he was eating the cost on it um, as he slowly that's adjusted it. That's a significant it. amount yeah. of money. So he started to eat it because after a certain price point, for Smart Doll, you get free shipping. It's that's um, wow. And then going to DHL, which is two, three times the price of normal. Yes, like in-country shipping or yes. like whatever your government ship your postal services. Yeah. So that being said, most of the things on the um, outlet store, you would need a bunch of that. Plus, you know, things. Usually you have to get one whole doll in order to get free shipping. One whole full normal doll. Well, that doll. sounds about, like, the price bubble. Yes. So it's hard to get there. Even just buying a Cortex or a Cortex kit, it's hard to get there. Well, you have to buy additional discounted. things. Yes. So so with oh. this, um, at the beginning of this, he started selling some mishmash parts on the store, including Cortex shells, vinyl shells, um, bust that didn't quite work out and everybody had a grand old time buying them and trading and everything but right around June 30th um, not in a grand announcement not on his uh, Instagram and reposted Instagram um, because that's how his Facebook uh, and I think Twitter um, repost it he, he just does yeah. Instagram and Instagram has that functionality it's of the, uh, the, and then it spreads out to the other right. media. so not in these However, hidden in the, what he calls the chaos section, which is basically the outlet section, which is to say, you get what you get. And goodness knows what will appear. Yeah. Um, hidden in this, he suddenly released um, full Cortex shell kits. Um, so initially they just released oh random my goodness. piece did you kits. Really, did you really get that particular thing that we are building up to during... I thought, wow, my sense of time is all messed up. So, so Chris, I thought she was older. <laughs> Crystal Cortex is older. 
So I actually got her for Christmas, put her together. So okay, that's actually. So I'm not going off the deep end. With no, where so the she's... story is going. So then I saw the 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 uh, full shell kits release, and I'm like, okay, so for eighty five dollars as opposed to eighty dollars uh, that I would pay for a vinyl bust, I can have a whole cocoa shell. And for I think it was like fifty or sixty dollars, I can't remember the exactly. I can get three blank cocoa heads so i can get a whole doll and just since i didn't glue anything down on the crystal cortex i can just have two different dolls and pop the plates on and off like a nokia phone aren't the arms and legs still the crystal type though no actually i have a full cocoa set now oh that is so cool i was wondering how that happened yeah, because usually there is not drama exactly in the purchasing, but there's usually a whole. I hear a story. <laughs> this makes sense now. I was so confused. I was like, "Where did this come from?" Usually, I know Becca keeps saying I will buy no more dolls, and then more of them appear as the manner of our hobby goes. And I was like, how did this? But now I understand. It was through this very unique situation where you got a hand on a cortex version. Yeah. Of um, that skin type. I understand now. Yeah, so... My mystery is solved. So right around June 30th, this chaos sets of full um, shells release. And with this, there is a quote. The reason why these are now outlet items is because we are not offering the Cortex body as an option for the smart dolls for the foreseeable future. The time... Huh effort and cost needed to put together a cortex body exceeded the cost of vinyl assembly by a great margin and it didn't make sense to continue having it as an option oh becca that's the death of a dream of danny chu oh yeah it says it may still be used for license sets but nothing definite so oh he's been working on some variation of the cortex model which is itself a result of an abandoned Danny Chu dream already. Yeah. For, since, oh, since I no. interviewed him for a long time. So he that in this quietly, very quietly, in this side little outlet side of the site, and one little paragraph in the description of the item announced the death of Smart Doll Cortex. He's been um, working on it for so long. I can't handle it. Oh man! Uh, I'm I'm slowly drinking sake. Um, as you should as should be appropriate for the atmosphere for this situation. That is, man, man, what a move! What a what a business move! Because that is like a kind of like a potentially like in the doll hobby anyway. Like a oh. Like, my reaction is not, I think, out, like, unusual. But, like, oh, no, you're doing what? And, like, the doll hobby always reacts fairly strongly, at least within, like, hobby fandom, to, like, the discontinuance word. Discontinue is a scary word. It happens all the time, and people are like, oh, gosh. And I he chose a great time to do it quietly. Yeah. And that was June. So it's now October, and at this point he has buy one get two free shells which includes a full assembled just kind of stick it together skeleton of the cortex 
Yeah, so I bought my my shell for like eighty five ninety dollars. This um, is strangely tempting. The shell with uh three shells, you have to get the same color, um so you can't get one of each color. So one shell, uh, the three shells plus the the spine is on a deal right now for about two hundred dollars. Is this unassembled? Unassembled shell, the frame, which I was honest to God, the hardest thing to fucking assemble. Um, is kind of half assembled. You just kind of have to plug the plugs into each other. All the hard snapping and pushing has been done, and all the screws are in. Huh. Huh. Fascinating. They are desperate to get that warehouse space back to be so discounted on something he has already sort of defined as more expensive than the usual product line. Yeah, um, it, it wasn't, pound it wasn't, it was, it was less expensive for the parts, more expensive for the pre-pro. Right. But then more expensive again for the assembly. Um, and thus, yeah, untenable. Yes. That is, well, very fascinating. Congratulations, Johnny, Johnny, what's wrong with me? Danny, <laughs> I was trying to combine two phonemes at once. Uh, Danny Chu for handling that with such uh, quiet. I I I would have figured it would. Have, he announces almost everything via his Twitter, but I feel like oh, I, this is a shame. This is a he is I, not proud of this. Is how I would interpret this. That's kind of how I'm interpreting it too. He's done a lot of really cool things, and I'll go to explain some of the cool things that have come out since then, which is explaining his drastic desire to. Uh, gain his inventory space back. Um, they're actually working on, they bought another floor in their main building, so now they're trying to move all their inventory from the other building, which is part of the buy one, get two free shell sale thing. Um, here we'll throw yeah. in a, a, a skeleton too. You'll love it. Um, <laughs> so, yeah. So that's all thing. Amazing. Yes. Amazing. So, I did get a shell. I did get three cocoa heads. Um, and I've had a blast um, painting them. Um, it's been... I painted them all... I painted two, gave one to my sister. I painted one android-like. Um, and I painted one more human-like. Um, I, I messed up on the lips. And I was scared to use any sort of thing other than, I guess, soap and water or just grit to remove it. I actually... Scraped... Oh, you didn't want to touch the acetone. Yeah, no, it it does not do well. I tried that very briefly yeah, on the no, inside Violet, of the if you've cortex. Watched anything, have you ever watched and once again, the Monster not... High videos where they shrink the heads by okay. first putting the head in a jar of acetone so it swells three times its original size and due to the evaporative properties of the acetone then shrinks to like half the size it was before? <laughs> Goodness gracious. But once again, these, these uh, uh, the shell and head of Smart Doll Cortex rest in peace, is Asaflex plastic. So it's more closer to an ABS plastic with some oh, flex no. to Acetone it. Oh no! Acetone makes that melt! Yes it does, yes it does, yes it does. That Don't is do how it. you put them together when you're, do- when you're doing um, model work, uh, like miniatures for like Dungeons and Dragons, etc, etc, where your scale's very small. Um, if you're working with plastic, uh, plastic thing, um, acetone is how you put them together. <laughs> Oh, really? I've always actually just used, like, a glue that smells, I guess, strongly oh, you, you like acetone. you absolutely can! But there's a type of what they call welding glue 
which is technically, I think, just a little bit of acetone and, and a little a few other things that just melts the plastic just a little, so it's, like, welded it together. Oh, yeah, I've used that, and I just didn't realize it was acetone-based. That's fascinating. Yeah. Cool. At least that's what, my, that's what my brain is telling me. My brain tells me many things that aren't necessarily well, entirely correct. For, but for, I do believe that to be the case. <laughs> for the moment, it is I correct. believe that's why I know the acetone melts that plastic. Yes. Um, um, yeah. So, that's so, bad. So oh. I miss, I, I was doing the lips very delicate and then I had to paint a little more on, but then I had to, I didn't like it. So then, cause I did like a flat tone and then it ruined everything. So I actually scraped it off and then it kind of mm -hmm. let a, a residue. And then I had the, uh, it would have been better if I just had scrubbed or simple greened it like a, like a Warhammer piece and started from scratch. Probably. But we'll you, see. You could probably follow the miniature method considering the plastic made out of. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but I, I will, in next episode, we'll talk a little bit more about painting on Coco skin, uh, teaser right and here. the naming convention. Yeah, yeah, yeah. A little bit, a little bit more on that in a, in a month-ish? A month? A month, a month for our dear listener. Yeah, probably. Um. Hopefully. Something around there, month, month, something months. Something around there. We'll find out when we get there. Yes. Okay. So other Danny Chu interesting stuff. Not that I want this to be the Danny Chu show, but... He is interesting in that he kind of lays his um, process and release and things kind of bare via his um, Instagram once again. So it's very fascinating to follow it all. Um, and also he pushes things uh, in different directions that to try and grab um, people that aren't already invested in other companies or maybe invested in other companies but don't have this yet. He tries to create new markets, which is all oh, very, very interesting. Definition yes. is that I am the doll you get because you haven't gotten any other like you're someone who otherwise would not be interested. So, um, also of interest, he, I, I would say, almost in in slightly. There's two things he did here that's kind of in response to folks's um, the Dolphy Dream Idol. Oh, and the line where we got the um, green and the blue. Yeah, and, and on... it's the combination of the head to body type that had been rumored for quite a while. Yes, that plus the two uh, B, which was also kind of like that um, look. At least, uh, very much the sensibility in her sculpting, anyway. Yes. So, with that, uh, one thing came Monday. Uh, not not the day of the week, but the doll whose name is Monday. Um, uh, Danny uh, Glibly said um, she's the first smart doll that can. Uh, pick nuggets um, because she has nose holes. Um, oh, I hate. I don't. I, that's... I don't like the way he puts this. Sometimes. I I I'm I, perhaps I'm like so it's, it's used a sense to it of, now. It's a type of humor that is not mine. <laughs> yeah, I'm like so used to it where I just kind of shrug my shoulders and then go back to looking at the release. Um. Um. Uh, but basically, um, she had a very, I almost want to say, it almost looks like a slightly more anime-touched American girl sort of round-ish face. Oh, that's cute. Um, since then, several other girls with nostrils have been released, um, or at least announced, um, and this is such, Monday this has This is such been... a doll hobby point of sale, isn't it? And yeah, with nose holes. With real nose holes. 
Charles, you thought having independent fingers was interesting. And other other parts of the body being optional, which have become quite standard in some types of sculpting circles. But now, the nose has holes. And I mean... And if I don't, I mean, that is different. Usually it's too small a detail that they don't usually do that. And I think, I think vinyl techniques and perhaps what they're adding to the vinyl and perhaps the vinyl cooling techniques has allowed them to start increasing the amount of detail that they put into it. Um, Because even the 2B sculpt has a lot more detail than some of the early um, Dolphy Dream sculpts that I I have looked at. Oh yeah, no, there's a definite... Uh, talking about Volks in this sense, I believe. Um, they have, if nobody else, been working on forwarding the detail level in the vinyl. Yes. Um, so Which is off- difficult due to the nature of vinyl slush casting. So the other slapback from, from Smart Doll to Volks is um, the blue-skinned dolls that are being released. Yeah. Uh, and it's the kind of blue that's the uh, kind of the, oh my Castelli. gosh, inter- Interstellar, uh, what was it 5000? I can't remember the the uh, the uh, Daft Punk slash. Uh... Oh, the, that that is, you know, the exact state. That is a perfect blue analogy. That is that blue. It is that blue, yes. I never quite formulated it that way when I looked at it. I think of like a sort of soft pastel no, it's, no, it's a little, it's kind of electric, um, electric blue. It's one, I saw one comment when I was searching through trying to find where he, he made the announcement that Cortex was more or less dead. I was look, just kind of looking through everything on uh, his Insta from like uh, March till now, um, June till now. Um, and oh, I'm thinking of Volks blue, that's why I'm off. Yeah, so... Uh, someone mentioned or asked the question, is it is it UV reactive? <laughs> which is to say, if you turn a black light on, is my doll gonna glow? Which is which would be I mean, kinda cool. blue. It would be kinda cool. It almost looks like it would. It's almost that kind of It's that kind of vibrate blue. <laughs> Vibrating yeah. off the screen. And I personally I like it with like the yellow blonde hair, but I also kinda like it with the dark blue hair. Dark blue is kind of, I would I would be more inclined towards that dark blue, I think. Yeah, I'm and I mean like I'm very I'm very into it. Um the the semi real looks particularly nice. Um yeah. Yeah. It's very cool. And because of this, it is called the milk killer because there is only so much room in the warehouse and they were kind of phasing out the milk skin because it isn't terribly realistic and I guess it was having less interest than the tea skin and they were introducing cinnamon skin which came with the um oh my gosh Lelouch and who you call it there was two releases for that line Nami? Uh Code Geass it is? Yes Code Geass is indeed what Lelouch is from yeah, so he did Lelouch and the one other character. I think uh, Lelouch came out in the milk skin, but the subsequent character came out in the cinnamon skin. And I'm when sure the... you're talking about Nami for One Piece, correct? No, same was... same two characters from Code Geese, which it meant that when Suzaku, they were... I assume, is what he did. Probably it was a different. I think it was a second male character. Um, that that would be the traditional 
um, Lelouch companion. Oh yeah. gosh, now I have to look it up. I have to see it now. Yeah, so when they did him, they had to uh, make yeah, no, the new... Yeah, no, um, Suzaku. being the co-protagonist of the series. Yeah, so they had to make a new skin tone since they would obviously be displayed together and they needed to contrast each other because they, I guess they visually contrasted them in the show. They are, they are distinctly different shades of color, which actually plays into uh, certain presumptions about class and uh, color, skin color, actually. Interesting. Because Lelouch is, um, in the context of the series, is a noble character. Mm. And Suzaku is not noble exactly, but it, like there's a, there's a way they're placed against each other and a certain type of social status or at least a personality trait that's trying to be communicated by Suzaku having um, browner skin and Lelouch being paler, huh. which plays into uh, hierarchies of skin color that is prevalent in many societies yeah especially um, since working working class work outside they get they get more melanin happening yeah and then it also plays into presumptions of what people from where are doing the work outside also that too yeah uh-huh so that's um well an aside there that is worthwhile um but yes it's definitely those are the two they're also the ones shipped together constantly so you know yeah, yeah. So, so can't have one without the other. They're foils. So the, the end of the story is the cinnamon skin was nice, and in fact, a lot of people tend to prefer it. He did a few releases in the cinnamon skin, and he's like, you know what? I'm gonna slowly phase out the milk skin over the course of the year. And then COVID happened, and then his stores were crazy. Now he's like, you know what? For real, I'm just out of milk stock, and I don't have any place to stock them. So, guys, uh, milk's out. Um, especially since once they started doing the blue skin and started, they were not released yet, but they're preparing for release. Yeah. Um, that now the warehouse has a bunch of blue skin pieces that they have to stock and keep in stock for issues and busts and hands and stuff. Mm -hmm. So now because of that, um, basically milk is temporarily discontinued. Yeah. Well... No harm in that, really. Talking about blue-skinned protagonists, I don't know. That was a terrible thing, but... Are you um, going to talk about the, the way that Volks came at me? Yeah, Volks... Volks came for me specifically! <laughs> me specifically me! I don't know why they decided to target me like this, but I had at least three different people in the doll <laughs> hobby. I received a link to this. From multiple angles, including the fact that I have just ambiently part like watched this like part of this on Twitter. I thought I was the first one because you I was not. <laughs> I Somehow. texted I texted like, you at like six thirty AM and you responded back. We are in the same time zone. You had already known. I already had known for at least a day. I thought I was on top of that Volk's Twitter, but apparently not. Oh, no, I have, uh, there's a good friend of mine who is, like, it lived, like, very deep, very deep part. Also, Twitter broke it early. <laughs> Oopsie! The, uh, they broke this early through the fandom. Oh. The oh. fandom knew first because the creator was tweeting about it. I swear I was on top, as soon as I saw the Volks announcement, and I follow all of the Volks Twitters, oh, yeah. and the Volks Instagram, um, I I let Lindsay know immediately, and somehow she already knew. 
And I guess she didn't sleep at all that night because when I texted her at 6.30, she texted me right back. You are correct that sleep did not occur that day. Hopefully not because of that. No, no, no. No, that was not not the source. But as we have... Okay. Background. I love Slayers. It is like a 30-year-old series. This is the 30th anniversary year of Slayers existing. It started in 1990-something or other and ran in 1990-something or other. Um, And it is... It's the 30th anniversary of the novels. Not the end. Oh, the novels. Okay. Um, And Slayers is this great sort of old school anime to most people who are in like this fandom space that we live in and it is great and i love it dearly and it has a very like i have a great fondness for it and it's the 30th anniversary of the publishing of the series um as novels which is how they began which is where they actually became the most popular because they were run as a episodic by chapter um part of something called dragon magazine so oh, it was an episodic released, um, like chapter by chapter, that was then collected into novels afterwards. That makes the anime make so much more sense, especially the first season of the anime that tries to play at the way the style of the novels are. This is a whole diversion. Volks is releasing Alina Inverse, Dolphy Dream Sister, and it's a limited release via lottery to get the honor of buying her yeah and i'm mad about it you you are mad i can hear your levels pop (laughs) i need to put my microphone further away from my mouth i am so no it's not enough i am so mad about this because it's it's such a weird ass part of life right now and i have i have not been i have not had Look, folks, I have my, my my saga of Amy with Volks, and Volk that has been replaced by this. The saga is done. It is now Lena Inverse is Grail Doll from Volks that I will never achieve. She's going to be limited by lottery. I am never going to get my hands on her. I am why, so mad. Why not? Why, why do you think you're not going to get your hands on her? Because every time... Every time I attempt to do anything related to limiteds with Volks, it does not happen. I mean, you just have to have enough people swing hitting for you. <laughs> no, I refuse. I am not going to make other people potentially get lost, locked into this. But I will, if it becomes op- up on the international, sort of the international folks limited release schedule stuff, I will throw my little my little hat in the ring. If you're but gonna do that. I'm so mad. <laughs> if you're gonna do that today go and buy the international five dollar membership thing which will allow you to do things like enter for that i might i just do i mean it looks five, so good Back it's five dollars she has her freckles on her forehead i is a weird character detail that only certain types of people care about i'm i I'm very impressed by, like, the gemstones and the, the feel of the weight of the oh, armor and things like that. Like, man, it's, like, sometimes things just don't than expected because she has got a weird-ass style of yeah, like the one... design that dates back from, like, the late 80s, early 90s. And I mean, <laughs> like, if they had tried to release this at, like, in early Volk's history, it would not look this good. If they had no. to... 
Like, they no, had... It would have looked bad. It, they yeah. had an issue with getting the faces to kind of look like the character, and her face is very pointy. Um, they had issues with... They could not... They could not get the masks as clean and precise as you can nowadays. Um, She's they... going to look so good, and I have every anyone who's in the in like this in this Venn diagram in which I live, which is a Slayers fan and in the hobby, has gone. The Dolphy doll sister is perfect for Lena Inverse because she is it's the right proportions for her character. <laughs> and as an aside, on the website, which is not been not there's no English website right now. There's only the Japanese one, but. I was looking at the Japanese description of, like, this is what the doll is, which Volks always has, like, one of those. Of, like, right. this is what it is, and this is what it comes with, and this is what it is. And they're, like, very specifically state, yes, Lena Inverse has the smallest possible bust. <laughs> like, which it's... is an important, it is a legit important point of her character, because I'm... it is played for laughs, but she also very genuinely has a, um, pre, like, this, like, obsession with trying to, like, with her, she's fair. She's a small person, and she hates it because she wants to be like these other people. She kind of like puts on a pedestal who are very curvaceous, tall, domineering sort of female figures. And she's like, I'm tiny, and I hate it. Oh no! And there's, I mean, it's played for laughs in the series as well. But it's like a genuine character beat, so it is important that she's that this is part of her design. Just like when they did Oscar, it was very important that she had the smaller bust. So the cross dressing would be possible with her. Yeah, um, they specifically made a new bust for Oscar. Yeah, there is there is the Oscar bust that exists and it's just yeah. hers. Um, yeah. But uh, yeah. it's just it's so maddening. She has her demons with talismans, which are like this. It's, okay, it's inside baseball for Slayers fandom, but it's so good, and I'm so mad. Um. So, question: Did it did it simply say SS bust, or did it say yes? We very used the SS bust. Was it like did they put some phrasing there? There was some phrasing there, like that was more than just saying, "Oh, it's this body with these optional parts." So they they made it a point, which is just... it was a point of sale. Like they they because usually they just list it. Like when they listed no, two it's beans. not just listed. It's very specifically called out in the description. Like, like I... a wink, wink. We made sure. Yeah, like, because, like, the Dolphy Dream bust, Dolphy Dream Dynamite bust for 2B, they quite simply stated, uh, Dolphy Dream Dynamite bust smooth, um, version, because they made a specific bust for her. Um, so this, that, that pleases me. Um, it pleases me that they... It brought me great joy. Um, to give some context to this, if you're not aware of this about folks, Folks and Slayers, the the IP property, have been closely working together for years. This is not their first. Folks got a special piece of treatment on the IP here, and I they think... have had the Slayers IP as part of the revival that happened a few years ago, um, for for years as part of their um, Charaguman series. And I They've think also that's... done multiple specialty releases of, like, just goods at their stores connected to Volks from their hobby side rather than the doll, feature, the, the doll side. Because Volks is a whole... Oh, I just backed my mic. I'm sorry. Future Becca, who's going to edit that out. Um, <laughs> they have had... There's Volks has two 
parts of the company. There is the doll side, and then there is the hobby crafter put together models side, model stuff. And Volks has they have been doing stuff for Volks in the model side for an extremely long time. So this is like a natural progression of their relationship with Arai Arazumi Rui, who is the um, character designer for the uh, series. But how I just hit my mic again. I'm sorry. My mic's in exactly the place where I gesture right now, so I'm not screaming into it. Yeah, I'm very yeah. excited. Um, <laughs> usually my gestures are beyond it, but it's, I am trying to stay back a little bit because I know I'm talking in a higher and more excited voice so that, that I don't have too many cutoffs in the, the waveform. Um, yeah. I saw this, you, I see this coming, this is not a surprise that they did a Dolphy Dream, but just, like, they came for me. <laughs> and I, and I mean, you can see the, all the lessons they learned from sculpting Lena Inverse in other various manners. Oh yeah, no, they have this on lock. They know how the fuck her, how the hecky, her facey look. Like, they did, they did her a very, like, I'm not a super, this is not my favorite, like, Lena Inverse quote-unquote expression they've ever done, um, where she's got, like, this duck mouth. It's very much coming from Araizumi Rui's style, like, from that particular artist. He also, on the side, is a gravure artist, or a hentai artist, which is, um... Is what it is. Um, he draws Lena in a very specific way, especially in the revival stuff, which is not my favorite version of Lena Inverse, personally, because she also has this sort of, like many of the other Dolphy Dream characters that folks t- picks up, is she is extremely sexualized within fa- in certain parts of fandom, um, which is not my favorite part of the whole thing, which is why she's a Dolphy Dream. But, because Volks, like, does that with characters in certain properties, like with, um, Saber from Fate Stay Night. Yeah. Like, if they're picking up a female character from a series, it's because they're widely, they have a guaranteed sort of purchase community in there, and a lot of that comes out of, like, that end of the pool of consumption of media. The male view. Yeah, the distinctly, very distinctly, like, the, not just the male view, but, like, the ravenous isn't the word I want, the consuming the consuming end of the of that view um but like it's not my favorite face but the rest of it's really good and the wig's really good and the face is like lean inversely and like honestly dolphy dream style is perfect for the air of anime she's from and it's just really good it's just really it good is, becca it is very good i i like like i said i'm 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 in love with the face sculpt um uh, it's great. Friends. It looks very. It's very different from anything else they have. Right. It looks like Lena Inverse in, in the style of Arise of Rise Zumi Rui, which is yeah. not easy. And no, and, and like- it's very specific. <laughs> and he's very specific when he, they work with him. Like and anything he's ever consulted on. Um, if you look at his Twitter talking about it, he is extremely specific about how Lena in particularly is rendered. And yeah. To, like, down to the tiniest little detail, which is why I'm very excited. She has her two freckles on her face, which is just a weird character note about her. She has these two little freckles that are usually you can't see because she has a bandana on. So Volk's going to say, oh, we're just going to put the bandana on her head. But no, she has two little freckles. It, it's great. Oh, is that why they made it a point to show her without the bandana? Yes. Okay. Because um, that's a whole, like, little... Like, if you know, you know, <laughs> like, little detail about her character design. 
So, other than Rapunzel, they also announced, I think it was Cinderella. They announced Cinderella, which is ridiculous, and no one's going to be able to get it, because there's going to be some very heavy, deep-pocketed people who are going to swoop in on that. So, like, these dolls, like, the the, the resin ones in particular, they they are not, like, a one-for-one. This feels like, like, Volks has, like, a tendency, I think, to have some same face going on. Yes. Where, it, where it feels like I've adapted this face to look like the character, kind of like the precious... Rather than I have specifically sculpted a face that is the character. Right, so kind of like how, like, the Precious Moments dolls are like, I'm dressed <laughs> up as the Tin Man. I'm, I'm dressed a up Tin like Man, this. but I'm definitely Precious Moments. Yes. But yeah, so it's, yeah. it's it's not quite that, that, that bad, but it's like, definitely, you feel like you feel like it's it's 40 to 60% Volks, and then, and then, uh... And then, like, a dusting, a flavoring. And then 40 to 60% of the character, most of the time. But this one feels no, like... this one's, like, 100%. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> no. Just like, no fucking inverse. I am very, uh, very, very no, impressed with okay, it, yeah. But here, here's the thing, Becca. Uh-huh. Here's what I am both afraid of happening and afraid of not happening. Right. One of the other most popular characters in the series. Mm-hmm. There's two of them. One is Naga, who is a giant busty lady. That's gonna happen. And then there's Zelos, who is my favorite fucking character of all time. Which is why this was uh, segued into by talking about Blue Skin. <laughs> He's he, No, you're, you're not thinking the right one. Um, Zelos is the one with the purple hair and the normal normal ass human face oh is it okay <laughs> yeah what's the other dude the other guy is elegantus and he has he's angsty and also ridiculous and is made of rocks ah okay something something turned into a golem by not by accident very on purpose something something turned into a golem um you are thinking of another character who is fairly popular and would definitely be like dollable though it would be a bit more difficult because of his texture on his face canonically but like, man, if they if there is a universe that exists where Zillow's medallion was turned into a doll, this is very inside baseball. I know, like nobody knows what I'm talking about. But if this happened, I would die. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> uh, so, so did you hear the other other Disney release? There's been like a bunch. I am. What in the world did folks do? <laughs> They, they released the teaser that was just the logo for Frozen. Oh, no. Oh, yeah. So that's going to happen. Is that is that in the context of which line? Of the of the same as they've been doing, the, the resin. We presume. I think she would be best in the resin. Honestly, a lot of people have been saying the opposite just to propor- because of proportions and the very animated style face. I would love to see her in vaguely realistic folk style, honestly. Huh. I'm That's like, the I think that almost. would be a fun... I would like to see that take. Huh. I kind of would love to see an Elsa that isn't the Elsa model. Huh. Because I don't think the Elsa model works in real life in the 3D space. Well, I mean, <laughs> Lena Inverse wouldn't either. That's why we have cartoons. No, she, but she's cartoon like she's cartoony in a way that I'm like, mm, yes, yes, Dolphy Dream. And with um, Elsa, I'm like, I really want to see her in a semi-realistic mode. I don't know why. It's just huh. where I'm like, I'm like, I'm here for that. Let's when when the world sucks less. Let's go to Disney and get pictures with Elsa and Anna. I'm 
never been to American Disney. Oh, that could be fun. Yeah. I don't typically like Disney enough to appreciate well, it. <laughs> no, there's, there's Disney as the company, and then there's just... The theme parks are enjoyable. We'll, we'll leave it at that. The theme parks are also problematic, and the prolonged shutdowns are showing a lot of that problematic part right now. But, uh, Fun times! Yeah. No, but no, I do understand. Like, I appreciate the artistry that goes into what they're trying to do there. Yes. And all of the... I am a sucker for a themed drink. I'll tell you what. Oh themed, my god. Themed food and eating experiences is something I didn't know was a thing for me until I was in Japan and attending them and realized, oh no, this is like one of my favorite things. <laughs> oh no, girl, we gotta go around, we gotta go around the world showcase and I'll drink all the alcohol and you can keep dragging me. <laughs> <laughs> I'll just like put you as a backpack on my back while you're asleep. Because that's what happens when you drink alcohol. Just rent one of the kids' strollers and shove me just in there. shove you in there. Like, oh, how's your daughter doing? Don't worry about it. Don't look too closely to the sake in her hand. No, it's, it's fine. I'll, I'll look like a little girl. I have a doll in hand. It'll be fine. It'll be fine. <laughs> It'll no, be I, fine. Had, I, I had not heard about the... Oh, that is dangerous. All they have to do is do that. Like, I don't know if, our, if those of you who are not part of Japan circa Elsa, the Frozen release, would understand the depths to which Japan loves that movie. Huh. Like, you, it was a big deal here. Like, it was. It wasn't, it wasn't a big, it wasn't not a big deal here. It was, Japan loves Frozen. It was the first movie from Disney I ever saw get re-released in theaters with sing-along subtitles. It just hit, like, this, like, cultural sweet spot. And in Japan, it was... I've never seen anything else suffuse everything than the year I was there with Frozen. Wow. I mean, so the, did you, the sequel was, almost felt like a parody. Um, it had some cool I, visuals, but. I genuinely liked several moments in that second film. Several moments. Can we be spoilery though? I mean, spoiler wording, even Warren. It's not particularly exciting spoilers in this movie. You, spoiler warning, you've been warned about spoilers for <laughs> Frozen, for 2 Frozen 2 in the this middle of your doll thing. podcast. Yep. Um, so if you don't want to know about the ending or the details of Frozen 2 and other revelations that come up in it about the Frozen extended universe. I, uh, um, so like the whole Olaf death scene, right? I love that. Huge. But then he just comes back. Death scenes aren't dude, worth it, and then they come okay. back. The star of that movie was Olaf's existential crisis, <laughs> which highly represents most of millennials' existential crisis. <laughs> I did not expect. I know in sequels, Disney will get like sometimes they do some really interesting things in sequels and trequels and etc. Because they have a guaranteed like certain people will buy it, so they can kind of get a little weird. And Olaf's existential crisis was just, mwah, I just loved it so much. It was okay. so, they I, they went there and I'm like, you know what? If nothing else happens in this movie, Olaf questioning the validity of his own existence is here. I am here for it. Okay. Uh, Sven's, Sven's monologue 
the rock ballad. <laughs> the um, 80s rock ballad that was, which was then. It, it was 100% parody. And yes. it, it was it was such good parody too. It was it was very good parody. I I loved it and I hated it all at the same time because it kind of took me it, it out was, of the moment and it I was just kind of cringy kinda... in the right. It wanted to be cringy. Yeah, no, it was definitely being like, "Well, shit, we have to make a I, we have I, to make a sequel, guys. What are we gonna do? I don't know. Make a I rock ballad. Make a rock ballad. Actually, yeah, let's put that. Let's storyboard that out. <laughs> this is like a real thing that really happened in a real sequel to an extremely successful movie. It's it's like, the first movie was somewhat like it was lighthearted and all the songs made sense and everything was paced right. But right in the middle of this one, there's this eighties rock, rock ballad. ballad. And um, like I, I guess part of it is like Sven didn't have a song in the original, and they wanted to make sure he had a specific song. Uh, I guess and he the was actor. Like, the actor for Sven is apparently an extremely talented Broadway singer. So like, oh no, <laughs> so they he didn't like sing at all. <laughs> they got this like very talented person in music specifically and i bet they wrote something for him and it just got cut from the script i i think so i think i think you're right i think they're legit it, was a song and they cut it for some reason which doesn't make any sense but like no, everything i, I know about pacing. the second movie is that they kept on they didn't like have a plot until very late in the production schedule and so all the songs are written like way ahead of oh, most God. of the other production because that there's makes... so much that goes into them that makes everything in that movie make a little bit more sense. Oh yeah, apparently the whole, like, certain parts of the plot that are, like, integral to it making sense was them going, we still don't know how these pieces fit together. Yeah, it definitely feels like a bunch of actions like, put uh, action stringing together very songs. unlike songs. Yeah, no, the um, songs were clearly like, we did the songs first, and now we have to figure out how the hecky to make them fit together in a way that makes any sense whatsoever. By the yeah. way, this has turned into a Lindsay and Becca talk about Disney podcast. Clearly, this is something that we need We need to just tear need Disney it. We need apart. It. Well, like, I still, I mean, see, their sequels have always been, like, okay, the first the Aladdin sequel sequels was good. The sequels are good. The cinema sequels, and then the first Aladdin sequel, which was not a cinema sequel, that was good. The third one was bad. The- but... But the, the, the moral the of the story series is was that... good. The Rapunzel series is amazing. Oh, I haven't seen that. It's extremely good. But the moral of this story... goes places about, like, darkness and, like, feeling jealous of the other people. It, it goes places. And I am, like, here for it in children's media. Um, that being said, the moral <laughs> of this story is that you should not have a prolonged death scene and then bring the character back at the end of a movie. It's not something or you should least... do. Or at least... The way in which it happened. No. And that, like, no. If you just cut it up by, here's your musical sequence. The individual musical sequences were beautiful. And it's just like the way they put them together. Not it, super. I love Ice Horse Mom. I love it. That's I, That was my favorite part, I think. Yeah. Ice Horse. No. Yeah, that was cool. Um, but also, Elsa for one minute was almost a lesbian. It was great. One moment? I missed it, but that's okay. <laughs> The um, there's a lot of fandom about Elsa and when she was bonding with the one lady in the woods. Okay, I miss a lot of sexual subtext because I just don't think about things in that way a lot of the times. Well, I mean, part of it is a little bit of projection because a lot of Elsa's themes map onto the like coming out experience very closely uh... in a way where everyone's like, 
Disney, are you doing the thing where you're saying the thing without saying the thing because you don't want to say the thing and lose half of the Midwest? Or, like, what, what's happening? And Disney's just like, Ice Queen! She's not a villain anymore! Right. Yay! Anyway, back um, to... In any case, it's very exciting that, like, all Frozen has to do is... A, all they have to do is, like, Frozen, black screen, and, and the world goes crazy. <laughs> yeah, yeah, like, maddening cheers. Um, so, two last notes for Volks, and then we're gonna go over time but that's okay um i do want to talk about other brands Uh, has there been an episode where we genuinely get underneath an hour yes occasionally (laughs) not underneath i know not the best we don't do it in the best ones yeah certainly we don't get around an hour (laughs) pre-production no Certainly not. Okay, so thank you, future Becca. The the <laughs> the thing I shake my head at is they're re-releasing the Toho project. I think the same characters and the outfits they had been before. What? Okay. I'm like, all right, that's I a guess. cash grab. Okay, uh, you're right. I and guess. I know they updated the bodies several times and everything, but I'm like, well, okay, I guess you think they're either going to rebuy it or there's new Toho Project fans that there's you always have. Toho Project fans, Becca. Well, that's their well, superpower. That, well, it's not that I, I'm not, I'm not saying that there's not Toho Project fans, but is there new Toho Project fans that are a new market for this new release? I think it's that, a guaranteed cash. Without having to redo design. Got it. Okay. Fa- that's, last... that's my feeling. That is that's... my instinct. Yeah. My last thought is the Mochi Ashi base body for the mini Dolphy Dream. Oh, Have that's you... right. I did see that on social media where it's like a little, just, just it's the legs. barely, barely squi- squishier looking. And it's barely. just the legs. So the legs are a little shapelier, kind of chubby like, which gives me warm fuzzies because I kind of liked the, um, you DVD. like that look. Yeah, which is why I, why I like my original uh, Dolphy Dream. But they make this whole thing about it when all that has changed is the thighs are slightly bigger. I mean, okay, but it's also kind of curvy and it kind of does that thing where the hips go out and then the the kind of calves go in. But there's like, for, for folks who are not the standard sizes, or at least the presumed standard sizes, it's a little bit like, oh... That's what you think fat is. I see. <laughs> I mean, it's on a child, so I wouldn't presume it to be like an adult holding weight above what med- medical science considers to be standard and well, incorrect medical science considers standard. Right. Yeah. Um. I also there's plenty there are plenty of children that you could gladly, if pound for pound, to kill a man with. Yes. Um. That being but... said. <laughs> Like it, it, it looks like a child with some like with some like, some some woof, and and more some, like some it's not curvy like like a woman is curvy. It's curvy kind of like in a cute way. It's cutesy curve, yeah, yeah. Like um, cutesy. What's what's a good analogy? Like not bliss. Bliss is just the giant heads, but like um, do more you like pure the, Nemo. I'm sorry. I'm sorry to bring you back to this, but do you remember? I feel like you would know this. Do you remember the artist that wrote? That drew the cartoons slash art for the interstitials in Japanorama. Yes. That feeling. Ah. Uh, yes. No. Yeah. Your standard kind of mascotty, modern day mascot. It's cute and like you kind of have the the hips go out, the the, the hips the, a little bit. 
Yeah, no, that's kind of the feeling that they're going for, which has yeah. been seen in, I think, in a lot of art dolls and starting to be on some other dolls that are very cool. Mm-hmm. Um, oh, there's, in the indie market, there's all sorts of interesting body shapes. Yes. Um, speaking of which, let's get away from Volks and Smart Doll for a little bit. Um, and I will... T- I will Matchsticks t- is making more dolls! Uh, you mentioned this. What Do you know what she's making? I don't know what's on the slate. Um, basically, Bashtix is um, an indie an indie doll maker. Does many many different things. Who does or did three um, D modeling for a variety of company um, and is currently taking a break from that part of her career. Which um, she was talking about this on Instagram just the other day of how she's taking a break from like the soul sucking corporate job and is going back to the ball jointed doll art doll uh statue she's been doing some really interesting things with resin printing lately Ooh. where um she's a 3d modeler so she 3d that's all of her dolls excepting very early ones are 3d modeled printed and then made molds of and then she hand pours usually or has been working through the small atelier um sort of places um that do yeah. the pouring for you and um so like like if there's a certain that's why her her joints seem so perfectly technical is because she's modeling them like m- most indie creators are doing these days actually yes um because of the access to 3D printing is so much more available and is, thus the price of point is much more achievable but in any case she's been well in the past like year or so she hasn't really been doing dolls she's been doing like sculpted art pieces that are then 3D printed and finished that are static like not huh. moving um and been doing stuff with like resin encapsulating liquid so when you shake it it does like the snow globe thing mm. um and the sort of like kind of in the end of um there's a whole style of clothing that is like kind of it's kind of vibing off of the uh the overdone candy like um lots of plastic accessories style of clothing oh yeah 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 you know what i'm talking about i can't remember what it's called right now um but has just very recently like i quit my job i am going back to doing like clever littles which is like the tight like the really miniature size fairy sized um sort of elven figure she was doing i'm going back to sort of the projects i had kind of put down because i was burning out horrendously so that is what she is saying she is doing i don't know what she's going to actually do or like what will come out of her but i would love to see her revisit clever littles because they're like they're this really great like fairy creature size like for compared to an actual human being of like probably like six or seven inches tall if even and they're just have this bashtick sort of like ethereal quality to them and i just want her to make more of them <laughs> i so oh, my my bat chicks with slushed is is the things that the other company broke her mold on. Yeah, I I, I don't quite I don't quite like the aesthetic of well there you go here's a, here that it's kind of like the mochiashi kind of like that the bat chicks mini machina feeling um, yeah. those kind of legs. I uh, don't but know I, if she's going to be revisiting that I particular know. aesthetic. It was so early and but. Uh, 
I mean, Bash Chicks, a lot of that came out of, like, I, what I'm aware of is that she's part of the Transformers fandom. She like, is. Robots. She and made, so, like, a Bumblebee one and stuff. And, yeah. And so, she couldn't like, post some of it on Den of Angels. That scene, yeah. like, is where it's coming from. But all of her stuff in the past, like, five, six years has been, like, fantastical men. <laughs> I know. I'm just, I, I hate to break your heart on it. I know. I, it's just my wish list in case she listens. <laughs> I know. I mean, I, like, I if mean, a lot of people want it, if that's where her, like, she has this chance to sort of recover from burnout and come back, and I am extremely excited about it. I think it's going to be super cool to see what she comes up with, because she's been working on, she's been doing this really cool thing with this unicorn, like, not not a person unicorn, but like a unicorn, like a straight up animal. Um, unicorn that she was trying to figure out how to make a, into a ball jointed doll and kind of had set aside that project for using the same sculpt as just a static statuette. Ah. And it looks so cool. The proportions are really cool. It's got this like very goaty, like long leggy thing going on. It's very cute. And I'm like, Bastix, I want you to do the version that moves. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it's hard on dolls like that because I feel like on ones like that, it's hard to actually make it stand and have it still have the correct proportions because, like, it's one thing to have tendons, but you kind of need bones and tendons to create stability on leggy oh, sort yeah. of things. Um, yeah. Um, oh, it's can so I... cool, though. I really am excited to see what she comes up with. Can I throw some other fun current event things on? Sure. So I, like, went through the first two pages of Den of Angels, because sometimes I just tend to, like, look through my It's a good way to get, months. like, a yeah. nice skim. It's like you sit down with, like, the, the weekend review of the newspaper. Yeah, so first thing I've been noticing, both on my, um, on my, uh, newsfeed on, uh, Instagram and on, on Face, uh, on, a uh, Den of Angels, is there's much more accessible and readily available lace front wigs for dolls now than there used to be. Um, in particular, Ring Doll is having natural front wigs with that sort of uh, kind of Sephiroth flip up so you can actually see the hairline, which is something I would have never dreamed about in the hobby five or six years ago. Mm -hmm. um, even though we mentioned lace front wigs in our, our wig podcast a year or two ago, but even then it wasn't really a thing that was widely seen. Only like lace you... front wigs is a lot of man hour labor. Yeah. Like at that point I might have seen a few people order them like custom from a mm -hmm. wig maker as a one-off, but not something where there would be oh, yeah. several several stocked or even used as a limited wig for a limited edition doll I wouldn't have seen. So both Ring Doll and Moonlight BJD I have <laughs> I'm seen. not surprised Ring Doll's in your list here. Yeah, both of them. Well, I followed them since I went to the convention in Texas. Um, both of them have and and have exhibited dolls with these wigs and Moonlight BJD you can actually buy several of the wigs just straight up separate as like it's like Limited wigs. They're like, they're still $145, which represents the amount of work it takes to make these things. Mm. And honestly, that's probably still a low end, but they probably figure out a way to kind of do it a little faster or make several in a row so it's easier. I'm not sure, but um, yeah, I, I'm, it's a very cool way that the hobby is going. And I used to think that paying $50 for a wig was a lot, um, but now we're getting to the point where the, the, expertness and the the 
technique and it actually warrants that $150 and up price tag. You're getting um, into like best expense, like in terms of cosplay wig, 50 is still expensive for a people size wig. Yeah, 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 yeah. And 150 is like if you are a cosplayer, for example, looking at wigs, you'd be like, ah, no. No, that's the point where it's it's you're paying for like an everyday use wig, and that's that or made of human of hair, right? Or or just one with a lace front or something like that. Lace fronts don't even get that high. Even expensive, like even high end ones, are not one hundred fifty dollars. Oh. No, no, unless they're made but, out of human hair. No, I thought they definitely were. Like I've seen, I've like, seen three hundred dollar wigs. I have seen decent lace front wigs from like Arda that is like seventy and under. Interesting, huh? Yeah. Which it also, I mean, like, that also implies how technology has advanced in that state. And yeah, miniaturizing uh, everything requires more handwork because there's just a certain certain point where machine just can't do it no more. Well, yeah, because I think at the price point I was talking at, it was, like, a hand-laced lace front wig for humans. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah, that's, that's a whole different sort of category. Um. Okay, this one's for you, Lindsay. Oh, the- did you see that there is a place called She is a Dragon doing pre-order yes, right no, now? Yes, no, I own one. Yeah. Uh, oh, uh, wait. When did you... Is that your COVID doll? No, I've owned it for like two years. Okay, okay. It's okay. the Purple Dragon Lady. Oh, that is She is a Dragon. I didn't yeah, know that was the name of the, the company. That's the, the person who makes wait. her. And I had been watching her called... for like four or five years and finally did the thing where I was like, I am going to do it! And Wait. that was a few years ago. But yeah, she has a new pre-order opening. She has a new style cool. of horn that is like super cute. She's changed the four, like a, like small details in the proportioning um, in the arms, which are a little stubby looking on the original. Um, I, I have, I briefly, briefly went, oh, but what if I had two of them? But then um, I Lena thought... inverse appeared, so I oh, really need yeah, to spend my money no, now. No, that doesn't. Yeah, I thought I thought we called it Quertos or something at the time. I have another dragon that is also that. Oh, okay. I have two. I don't know if you've seen. Have you? Have you seen the one that's like a person dragon? No, I don't. Wait. Yes. No. Yes. I think I saw it briefly, but I don't briefly, think I saw we it. Briefly, we haven't, like, had a I come over to your house and we, like, throw it all into a pile since I've gotten that one, maybe? Maybe also, like a year or two ago. Also, also, is it painted yet? Doesn't really need it. Okay. Frankly. I mean, there is there is space for um, a She is Dragon doll to have, like, shading and painting applied, which could look really cool. But they're generally so beautifully sculpted. As a sculpture in pure resin is just like, yeah, this is good. This is fine. Um. So anyway, uh, depending on when I get this together, this pre-order may or may not t- still be open. But more dragons, yay! I love uh, dragons. Okay, this is gonna them. this is gonna bring you back a bit. Right now, Miji Doll is having a sale on unassembled kits for twenty five percent off the list price. That's a very nice discount so for it's, it's called the style 68 awesome body 68 i'm believing is refers it height? To height i'm believing so yeah so a little high, like a little taller than your average sd scale yeah so it looked definitely like a muscular body <laughs> but do, do you remember when last uh retailer kind of did 
unassembled kits at like a reduced price. Wasn't that smart doll? Uh, not smart doll. Uh, resin specifically. I don't. My memory's not that good. Okay, so way back in our college year, circa 2008 to 2005, I think. Um, somewhere around there. 2009 to 2005? Something like that? 2005 to 2009. Yeah, yeah. In that era, Sue, once per year, usually around Christmas, had an event. And they always sold these unassembled, unfinished dolls for a reduced price. And it was almost one of my first dolls as I was looking at it because, of course, I was limited on Oh, man, an unassembled Zoom? That's a fun project. Yeah, so I remember it specifically being Zoom because it was the Zoom Namu. And it was the one they were selling at the time with, like, a, a dark angel, light angel look. Like, two mm, different twins yeah, painted yeah, yeah. into... I'm pretty sure Man, it was I love Sue's aesthetic. I'm not like super into their jointing, but I love their aesthetic. Yeah, so that's something that's very interesting um, that I think is worth mentioning and kind of a nice little oh, throwback. Like a callback. Yeah. yeah, to early Remember hobby. Remember when like the big three was like Volk, Stealth, and Zoom? Yeah. Um, uh, Eiffel, not Eiffel House. Uh, oh my gosh. Uh, D. Oh gosh. Denver? Uh, no. Ida. Dedal? Um, it was very... I think I know what you're, go, what you're trying to reach for. It, it was... The, the website just disappeared off the face of the earth and no one knew what happened to it. Um, yeah. No. It, yeah. The one that had like of, the really beautiful clothing. Dream of Doll. It's Dream of Doll. There you go. Yeah. The one that had like these beautiful clothing limiteds. Yeah. And there was actually Korean cosplayers that cosplayed the dolls. It was amazing because the designer for the clothes was like just really just had this really unique style at the time. Yeah. And their limiteds like went like hotcakes because it was like that cool gothy priesty thing. Yeah. Gothy priesty vampire y but a little bit of you know little very, bit of New York like uh, uh J Rock. Very J Rocky. J Rock. Maybe J Rock little... Gothic. Maybe a little taste of the... the Visual uh, K. That's what I want. Visual K styles. A little taste of Dracula's Ball from New York City. Oh, now man. And then. Did I ever tell you about the time I went to a vampire-themed cafe in Japan? No. It's a Please, very long story. tell me more. It's, I'm not going to tell you now. <laughs> okay. Um, but it, it's a thing that happened that I should... I definitely need to share with you at some point. Oh, man. Oh, man. Okay. Dear so... listener, this is not a story you get to have because we don't have enough time for it. Okay, <laughs> continuing on. Uh, do, do you have any other stories you want to share with me? I have two more. You have, you are quite prepared. I'm trying to think, because usually, here's how it goes, dear listener. Becca pays attention to, like, the big formal companies, and then I'm like, hey, but the indies, though. And uh, it's not really a lot happening. There's a few people who are pre-orders that came up that's kind of fun. Um, there's a indie indie yeah i'll call her i would call her still indie who hasn't had pre-orders open for a long time did a bunch of pre-orders for her 40 centimeter um which is useless without the name of the person involved Uh, (laughs) does the cookie skin cookie she's the only one that calls it cookie skin oh i have no idea i i this is your realm i know (laughs) and i am failing at my memory um, anyway, she does. She did this really cute um, uh, SD scale narwhal themed doll. Oh, that wow. was adorable. It was like um, her her. She, it's so precious. 
I want to say Momo is like the doll that she produces. It's the large size one is Momo, and then she has these what she calls pygmy line, which that is a, a problematic term. But the they're so cute. They're like very small. They're under ten inches, and she did a version of it that had a narwhal tail and a little narwhal horn, and I that is like a t- a little little side of the grail list for me because that was a while ago and she hasn't done it yet. Um, but she hasn't had um, pre-orders for her 40 centimeter line in a long time for Momo. And ah. she just opened it for like a whole range of things, which is extremely exciting. Like I've been seeing a lot of creators like who haven't had pre-orders for a while, having pre-orders suddenly opened. Yeah. I guess if you're working from home and stuff. And if and say or... this is your side, side thing you do. Yeah, or or if, you know, working from home is not available and you just can't go in work. But there's also this point where a lot of these creators, like, make their masters and have a company somewhere in the Asiatic con- continent, like, ah. do, the, do the casting. And it's like, where are you getting your casting done that can mail it to you? Yeah, I mean, granted, over the last few months, uh, shipping's got better. It has gotten better. It's, it's nowhere near back to capacity and won't be. Um. Just no, because um, a lot of the reason it all closed down is because all of those services are like if a passenger plane can take extra mail, it will. Yeah, and without passenger flights, that doesn't happen. So they huh. had a huge backlog at the ports, and thus the entire postal. At least this is Japan's situation. That's how that works. E- the EMS, like the untracked like airmail, is called. It sits in a pile until a passenger plane can take it, which is why it's so varied in its amount of time it takes to get to you. Uh, and I then see. all the planes stopped. Yeah. So <laughs> it's not like there are dedicated postal planes. Like there are planes that are just for the post, but they are more expensive. And they're like the two-day guaranteed airmail kind of planes, and but everything else goes through this like this like as available goes through the system. And they had such a backlog, they're like, we just can't, we're not taking them anymore. <laughs> we wow. can't make this pile bigger because it's already too big. And like wait times were like in the months, and they're like, just not not doing it. Yeah, yeah. Um, so one two more pieces of news. Um. Nobility Doll uh, said they were open to, if there's enough interest, uh, reopening orders for their 60-centimeter muscle tonal body. Um, Pretty affordable for a 60-centimeter doll, $380 for the body. Um, Very defined muscles in the arms, legs, and like a very strong six-packs of abs, which is, you know, I wish... Um, the thing that gets me though, is that I, it would be, it would almost be a sell for me, except if a girl has that much muscle tonage, she's not going to have that much boob because she's going to have burned some of that fat off. I know. <laughs> That's, I mean, am I, am I weird to think that? I mean, no, you're I... not weird to think that. It's, it's very much like the way people think of idealized forms has very little connection actual reality i mean i don't you look at any bodybuilder you look at a female bodybuilder that is what the body looks like like it's almost including the pecs which is what the boob is it's just 
extra fat for the pectoral muscle. Yeah, and I don't... I swear... I don't know. Maybe I'm wrong. But I swear every image I've seen of an athlete that is female with substantial amounts of muscle has They had... have low-fat body content! It seems like they definitely have, like, a well, C or a B cup that's, or definitely That is less. also the style of clothing they wear. Yeah, yeah. Where I mean, like, you are tightly compressing to prevent movement. So that might be part of it. Okay, that's maybe general, that's... I actually can recall there was a whole, a very, like, actually really interesting, um, on YouTube, a professional athlete was talking about this, actually, where people were like, what's going on with your body? You look like this here, and you look like this over there. She's like, have you ever seen a woman or a person wear a sports bra? <laughs> I don't think you have. So she, <laughs> she like legit was like, here is me inside of my professional athletic, like clothing, wearing a sports bra for my own comfort. And she looks exactly as you described. And she's like, this is me not wearing that and wearing a different undergarment. And it's, she's quite endowed. And that okay. is part of it. That is a part of it. Like okay. people who are athletes are of all shapes and sizes. But if you're going for a super muscular bodybuilder shape. Yeah, I feel like you should at least conclude a second bust so I can change it out. So I, when I put on the sports bra, it looks like the sports bra is on. Like, the, the lack of option and the default of it is very, like, I see you put some muscles and then wanted to also be male gazy. It, it feels a little like that. It's like It doesn't look, look good. It's like, it just doesn't look proportional. Like, you like when there's boobs and you're like, hmm, I feel like this was stuck on somehow with duct tape. It it it, uh, it does. If it doesn't look incorporated into the form, then I am suspicious. Yeah. Okay. Final thing. Uh Blue Fairy is now doing an order dash made system. Um so similar to oh, other They're other... old they're old school. They if you remember Blue Fairy ostensibly blue fairy is the reason why i'm in this hobby in the first place um blue fairy auto mail jerome um mm-hmm. which is i believe not actually a blue fairy lease however one of the sculptors that worked at blue fairy used the jerome head and their own privately sculpted body to release this at like a fan fest or something like that mm-hmm. super duper duper rare Ugh, so cool i wish i could get one hands on one for you know history and science um Anyway, so this order made system is actually the most limited order made system I've seen other than like one or two. Hmm. So Volks gets their like somewhat monthly openings for their full custom service, right? Yeah. And then um, like uh, Lutz, um, not Lutz, but Fairyland. I think they pretty much have them more or less all open most of the time. Then we have Eiffel House, which has uh, somewhat limited openings uh, openings once every month, every other month, or something like that. This order-made system is any any of previously released sculpts or bodies that are still in production, but only a sales volume of 10 people per month for each language site. Wow. So they're really limiting it because I'm guessing they're trying to make it like Volks had to downsize and upcharge their FCS system. 
Yeah. Um, because they were finding it was getting to be too much for them, right? Mm-hmm. Well, not so much too much, but like with the redos, or I did it right, or it I didn't wasn't do it right. financially valuable. Right, and with, and with the, the molds coming, like getting damaged over time. Yeah, and plus the um, over time, like there are more popular volume of people increases that wants that to perform it. You have to have somewhere to make it more scalable. So you kind of made the standard mm-hmm. face-ups you could cho- choose from um, at the standard price point, And then the extra price point, you get an actual full custom service like we once knew and loved. Um, I feel like this is like speaking to that, like, we're going to totally customize this for you. Thereby, we have to cut the amount that we get. I don't know how many language sites they have. Um, they, that might their be... volume for such bespoke work is very low. Because, like, you would, maybe, even if it's just four languages, right? So if you have Chinese, Japanese, Korean, English, that's $40. Yeah. That are completely customized by and if their team. if they're yeah. doing it one or two people doing the pouring, that's a lot of work. And even one or two people doing the, the head painting, that's a lot of work for a month. I mean, that's like painting one head a day Yeah. in addition to whatever other work you're having. And, you know, and to do it at not, not in a, you know, I have to do this in the way that this doll is described and put up for posts on the website, which I practice, but like a way that perhaps that they've ordered or described or described. I didn't look at much into that. That's all very interesting. So, that's all I have. Do you have any more uh, news points? Nothing that's really been like... Oh, man. Noth- nothing quite has hit the Lena Inverse break of the last week and a half. Uh, yeah, yeah. We're going to have to figure out how to get one of those in your hands. I... Man... God. It's, it's just so near and dear. It's like if they... Anyone released a Euroden Semi-Troopers one... Then I would be like double whammy. Slayer's <laughs> is like so close to my heart. And yeah. Lena is just such a good character. Yeah. I'm so upset. So if everybody would like to send uh, patronizing emails to Lindsay telling her how oh she should God. definitely buy this doll, you can oh reach God. us Man. on our Twitter. <laughs> Don't our email. Like this. It will happen. I know at least two people who regularly write emails to us who are like we'll do this our blog spot our facebook and our website which is ningyo bingo n-i-n-g-y-o-b-i-n-g-o dot com um it sounds like it rhymes but it doesn't spell like it rhymes no it doesn't because of uh, of old versions yeah yeah that's not even urbanization yeah it would have an extended ou now um, well, the Y-O weren't, I am not going to get down this rabbit hole. By the way, we are also on iTunes, as Becca mentioned, and reviews on iTunes really do matter in the algorithm. Yeah, it helps other people find us, too. Not that there's many other BJD podcasts out there, but, you know. But we're exist. also not necessarily advertising super hard. But if you liked it, we like to read that you liked it. 
We get messages on Facebook. I love the things, the people who we have a kind of regular correspondence with on Facebook really brings me a lot of delight every day. I really appreciate I those. I mean, it costs, this web, this, the website and the podcast and the hosting cost me about, I guess, $60 a year-ish. That's not bad. Yeah, but. It's like $5 a month. Yeah, so I pay all this so that, so that we can get this podcast to you. So that you guys can enjoy it. Like, I want to know that you're enjoying it. I want yeah. to hear your opinions. Am I... <laughs> are we wrong about something? Do you disagree, respectively? Respectfully? Or is there something new that just recently happened that you think that we should take a look at? Or you would like to hear us ramble about? And do you want more yelling about how Frozen 2 was a mess of a plot? <laughs> or... And like, um, or do you not like these Ningo Bingo Bits episodes and you want us to do more of the analytical history episodes? Is that more your jam? Let us know. Yeah. Absolutely. So as you all, instead of emailing about that email to pester uh, Lindsay about how cool Interverse doll is. Um, Look, it's just going to be hard to obtain her. It's very <laughs> unlikely to happen. It's totally going to happen. Remember to keep on collecting dolls. And keep a budget. 